For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. The Meat Lovers Pizza from Pizza Hut. With over one pound of meat and cheese. Pepperoni, bacon, pork, beef, ham, and sausage. Man, that's a lot of meat. $12.99 for a limited time. No one out pizzas the hut. Extra charge for certain crusts. Availability, prices, and combinability of discounts vary. Your AC works overtime all summer. So be sure to replace your old air filters with new filtry air filters. They recommend updating HVAC filters at least every three months all year round. So order your filtry air filters today at filtry.com. Let's clear the air. What's going on, Bird Gang? This is Darren Sproles here. I just want to thank you all for tuning in to Eagles Brawl of the Brawl Network. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and leave a five-star rating. Fly, Eagles, fly. Welcome to Philly Sports with Giovanni. I'm the Eagles, bro. Um, I'm here with my buddy, Connor. Yeah, let's go. First episode of Philly Sports with Giovanni. Yeah. please. <laughs> okay, so first thing I want to get off with is, um, so let's just, that game was so atrocious. The first half was pretty good but then the second half they just I think it it's Doug Peterson like he said in his press conference um he he wants to keep his foot on the gas and he want he doesn't want to he doesn't want to play passive he wants to keep playing aggressive and I don't think that's the way to go with this this Eagles team um, I I think Dougie he needs to use the run game more because he needs to start using our weapons. Like honestly, I think Boston Scott and Corey Clement could have done more. What do you think? I agree with you. I agree with you. I think they could have utilized the screen game a little bit better, especially with Boston, because yeah. Uh, for those who don't know that are listening, Boston Scott averaged a first down every seven snaps he was on the field last year. They didn't really get him involved that much. And I know you're – we all know, the, as you know, Giovanni, the offensive line was just decimated. Uh, but to everybody's surprise, the right side of it wasn't the worst part of that unit. It was really the left side. The Jason Peters, Sayomalu were, were really disappointing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it did affect the run game, as you know. But Washington defensive line, we got to give them the credit. They're a good defensive line. They have a good, talented defensive line. I I agree with you. I think Giovanni, what's up with Deshaun? They didn't even play Deshaun. Yeah. They put him out there for fifty four percent of the snaps. I would have. Here is what I would have done. 
I go into the second half, I see this defensive line is destroying my offensive line. How am I going to tire this defensive line out? How am I going to neutralize them getting my quarterback? By doing the quick passes. But the passes in the flat, slats, slants with Deshaun mm-hmm. and Rager. Uh, that's how you get the pressure off the quarter. As soon as you get the ball out quick, quick like that, the defensive line can't get to you then. Even if they're burrowing down your face, if we were doing like the slants, the quick passes, and then not phasing Zach Ertz out and Deshaun Jackson, who are your best veterans in this offense, the most experienced guys. I mean, Zach Ertz, they pretty much run the offense through. To phase them out of the game plan against a team that he, he routinely destroys, the Eagles just didn't play like Eagle football. That's the thing. That's, I think, what we're most disappointed from. They they shied away from Eagles football, tried to do something more creative, something more downfield, something more like what the Chiefs are doing. And they they bought too much into that theory instead of playing to what they're what their true selves. Yeah, I think they they need to continue to play Eagles football because as you saw in some of the past years, especially 2017, we played Eagles football and look what we got us. We got us the Lombardi trophy. We need to we need to just keep playing the Eagles football and um I think it was a really big mistake phasing Zacherts out. Like, I still can't believe they did that. Um, and Deshaun Jackson, it seemed like he was only in, like, two plays in each quarter. I I thought he was hurt. I honestly thought he was hurt. And then he comes out on Twitter immediately and says, I'm healthy, I'm good. And then Doug says they're trying to manage him. But, I mean – would you manage Deshaun Jackson at this point in his career? I don't know. He's a he's a veteran, and I think I think he just if if he if he wants to play, let him play. But like, because we know he's reliable. But mm-hmm. if if you're gonna have him, why would you put him out only in a little bit of the game? Doesn't make sense. That's your that's your most like proven playmaker right there. It's that I I just thought I watched that game and I'm sure you felt the same way. What a completely different team. That was not what I was thinking I was gonna see. Obviously not you either. The first half was perfect. Carson Wentz was in in a rhythm. The thing about Carson that because you you and I love him, love him to death, but the thing about him is there is an occasion. It usually happens once a season. It didn't happen in 2017, luckily, but it usually happens once a season where he just gets completely erratic. And when everything starts falling out of structure, he just doesn't play like Carson Wentz. He plays like a quarterback that literally doesn't belong. I That's not what I like to see. I want to see Carson stick to what he knows. And when you phase out Zach Ertz, when you don't give him to Sean, who it, let's remind the viewers last year when they played week one versus Washington, they were – one of the best dynamic duos. We were excited for once into Sean that season. Facing those two guys out, and then your offensive line is killing your quarterback. He's obviously he's not going to play well. He's he's playing out of structure. He's playing with receivers he doesn't really have connections with. He's trusting guys like Dallas, who Dallas Goddard played extremely well. But outside of that, I mean, he was targeting John Hightower four times. It felt like it felt like John Hightower was really utilized more than Deshaun Jackson. That's weird. 
That's weird. So I I don't I, I'm with you. I'm looking at I'm looking at Doug right now. I'm looking at Carson. I, I need them to bounce back big this week, but I need I need Doug to stick with what he knows. I don't need this cute stuff. I, the downfield stuff will come in time. Let let I mean in the most unorthodox offseason where they didn't have a preseason, stick to what you know. Stick to rocking with Earth. Stick to rocking with Goddard. Let Rager pan out into his own. I mean, he only targeted him once, but he had that great 55 yard bomb. I'm sure we're going to talk about, but. Let him just ease into it. Let Deshaun play as much as he wants. And if he gets injured again, I mean, oh, well. I honestly, we we don't know if Deshaun will be here next year. So get I want Deshaun to give it his all every single game until he can't anymore, honestly. So, I mean, that's where I'm at with it. What do you think? Um, Yeah, I, I just want to add one more point on Carson Wentz and Doug Peterson. I think that... So you take Carson's two biggest playmakers out, and then you also you add in a O line where half of it is second strings, and then on top of that, Doug Peterson is trying to teach Carson to stay in the pocket, which that's just not how he plays. And I think you just gotta let him do what he did and. 2017, except for getting hurt, I think. You just got to let him run. So you said something to me off air that I really want to dig into. A lot of the fan base is questioning Howie Roseman right now. I mean, your second-round pick is going to be inactive probably for most of the season. Your third-round pick linebacker is complete project. He's No way does he see the field starting this year. Uh, the, the the couple past drafts are looking at, I mean, J.J. Arcega Whiteside, all from all the hype that we were told during training camp, we saw none of that at all. He was targeted zero times, zero, on Sunday. Are you questioning Howie now? Because I know we love Howie, but, I mean, even even you seem like you're questioning him. You know, at, at points in, in these evil seasons, you love Howie and you hate Howie. It's just... When when Howie is being unprofessional with Ertz, as you said in your podcast, uh, you heard from a source that they were trying to weed him out of the game, and um, I think I think that that's just unprofessional, and I I think he just he just lost his mind in that game. So, I. I don't know what I understand about money. Like, and Zach thinks he deserves to be, I mean, he does. Let's not, I don't want to say he thinks he deserves to be paid among the top three tight ends in the league since he is in that group, future Hall of Fame tight end. But it's, it's come, becoming a thing where this little situation is sprinkling onto the field. And now they're, I mean, the practice, which, by the way, even Mike K confirmed this too as well of NJ.com, that the conversation, the confrontation wasn't that serious. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that big of a deal. It was a couple questions and then uh, Howie asking Zach during warm-ups, why did you go to the media with this when, I mean, Zach didn't do that at all. So I don't know what's going on there, but the drama is leaking onto the field, whereas I don't know if you recall last year with the Malcolm Jenkins situation where he wanted to get paid a little bit more and that didn't happen. That didn't go on the field at least. 
you didn't see that on the field. They still asked Malcolm to be one of their best players in the defense. Unfortunately, they go into the offseason and let him go. Buddy, I'm scared that this is going to happen to Hurts. I'm scared, man. I, I need Zach Hurts on this team. I don't care what anybody says on Twitter. I Look, I'm sure he's killing himself for that drop more than any fan in this world could. But I'm just not comfortable with so many question marks on this team to give away our best offensive skill player. I, I, I'm not at that point. You know, you know, I'm, I'm just going to make a quick point on Ertz real quick. And to the people who were calling for his head on Twitter, that one drop pass would not have saved the game. That one drop pass does not erase everything he's done for this team. And I, I just don't get why so much people are hating on him because he's done so much for our team and he's going to continue to do stuff for our team in this season. It's just crazy to me. No disrespect to Brent Selleck. No disrespect to Dallas Goddard because I think Dallas Goddard's a, a very good tight end too. But neither of those guys have played to the capacity or the level that Zach Hurts has. And yet, we praise these guys, those guys, those two guys specifically. We, the fan base on Twitter treats those guys like royalty, but I never feel that same energy for Zach. And it's weird. It's weird. I mean, he's our last 1,000 yard receiver. <laughs> like, he, all he does is be, he broke the, the tight end record for most receptions in a season. I, I don't, I mean, I just don't get it, man. I really don't. I, I don't get it either because people are saying cut Ertz. I think I, – I don't know Ertz on a personal level, but he seems like the guy to take a smaller paycheck next year and take one for the team. And then when they have their cap in, in place, then they can give him the money that he deserves. I think he just wants to stay on this Eagles team. I feel like he does too. I mean, I'm sure he does. He, that guy is, is definitely bleeds green. Zachary is definitely bleeds green. So I'm on the, I mean, obviously you are too, but yeah, I'm also on the side of payers because I want to keep Zachary at all costs. But buddy, let me just ask you a question. I know this is your podcast, mm-hmm. so you're the one who should be asking questions, but I just want to know how you feel personally Finally seeing the Eagles have good cornerback play. Wait, what was that? I didn't hear you. Hold on. You you finally get to see the Eagles have good cornerback play. Oh, yeah. They finally have good corners. Yes, this is probably the first time in my life that we've had good cornerbacks. It's just, it's, it's awesome because our defense is so good. I think that we can go really far in the season if if our offense gets themselves in line. And if Howie and Doug, they just start thinking straight. Yeah, I completely agree with you. But, yeah, those corners, though. Darius Slay played the part. I know that's your guy. <laughs> yeah, that's your guy. Big play Slay. Uh, Nicole Roby Coleman also looked good. And then – Another guy, Avante Maddox. Yes. 
Avante Maddox played very well, I thought. But Jalen Mills at safety. He was there. Number 21 was out there. What did you think when you saw him? Position. It was awesome. And and the thing that was awesome too was I got the jersey you sent me the day before of the the new number. I was I was so hyped to see him. It was so awesome. Now you have the OG yeah. and the new one. Yeah. Like you said, yep. And then man, I thought Rodney McLeod also played extremely well. The the secondary it's weird, dude, because the secondary played extremely well, where I thought the defensive line kind of laid an egg. Yeah. I didn't think they put enough pressure on Haskins. Yeah. I. What made me really sad was to hear that Brandon has a concussion. That that made me sad. Um, That's a devastating blow. Yeah. What did you think about Josh Sweat? Josh Sweat, he did pretty good. I think, I think the Eagles have something in him there. Yeah, they just need they need Javon Hargrave back. Yes, they need they need Malik Jackson to keep playing. Like I thought, Malik Jackson played well. Fletcher, I kind of was disappointed with Fletcher on Sunday. I'm not gonna lie to you. I yeah. I thought he could have played a little bit better. I, I don't know what hundred percent. He didn't. He didn't come with the swag that he always comes with. He surprised me a little bit. He did surprise me. I thought he would play, especially. I mean, he did play a good player in Brandon Sharif. That's a good player for Washington. But I, I was a little disappointed. I'm not going to lie. But I mean, what is your what's how, what's your feeling on this team right now? I I think I think that. Our defense is like almost a hundred percent. I think that they they're good, um, but our offense just they need to snap back into it because we we can go so far. I think we can get that Lombardi Trophy this season if our offense starts doing good, and we include uh, Zach Ertz and Djax back in the game. I agree. Do you think Miles Hettner's plays on Sunday? Because we know Lane's back. Lane is back. Yeah, honestly, with Lane back, um, that that makes a big difference. I think that's going to help our O-line out. Um, I hope that Miles plays because um, hopefully then Doug will start using the run game. Hopefully. He's going to have to. He's going to have to with Miles out there. Yeah, I know he doesn't like to use the run game, but Doug, you have to use the run game, man. So, I, I'm, I've always been a big Boston Scott fan. I don't think Corey Clements as bad as what people make him out to be. I, I question him as a runner a little bit, but mm-hmm. a lot of people want to sign a veteran running back. I'm just not for it. No, I think we we have three. Good running backs. We have three reliable running backs. Um, we have Miles, who's better at running, and then we have Corey and Boston, who are better at the 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 running and catching it, and then running and getting yardage. Um, 
Yeah, I don't think we need to sign another running back. Yeah. Boston gives you such a different dynamic than what Miles gives you because he's a good short yardage back, very underrated in that aspect, a great receiver, I think. So if he can provide you that role and then Corey provides you a receiving threat like a 2017 when he was mm-hmm. a rookie type of role, you don't need another running back then. You can just give Miles Sanders a larger workload, especially now that he's already missed one game. That's one game less off the schedule for him. Give Miles that larger workload. Use Boston in a specific role and then use Corey and then his specific role. There's How do you fit another running back into that? Then Somebody's going to have to lose time and then it would most likely be Corey, I would think. Mm-hmm. But... I mean, I'm just not there yet. I don't think I need to hit the panic button on the running running back situation just because I thought the offensive line just couldn't protect on the run. They couldn't block for the run. So I think maybe that's why Doug shied away from it a little bit because I just don't think they were going to get it. I, don't, I just don't – I still believe in Boston Corey, though. So I'm not there yet on – I don't need a Devontae Freeman right now. No. And – um. I, I had a question for you because I know Greg Ward is your guy. Yeah. I want to know, how did it feel to you when you heard that Greg Ward was going to make the team? Just so deserving. He deserved it. I mean, look at all look at all the, throughout time where the Eagles kept receivers because of where they drafted them mm-hmm. and how much they just didn't work out. Or just any of those guys, like Josh Huff, for example, mm-hmm. third-round pick. Never proved them anything. Never proved any type of reliability. Uh, couldn't even last on special teams. You have Greg Ward who comes in. They wave him a million times, like eight times before he's on the practice squad. He finally gets his time up on the, on the team because of all the injuries. And what does he do? Prove to Carson he's reliable. What did Carson do on third down? I, at least this is the only time where I can say I noticed Zach Ertz in this game. When it was third down in Washington, he targeted Greg Ward or he targeted Zach Ertz. Carson trusts Greg Ward. So I was extremely excited when he made the team because not only is he my guy, my quarterback that I cheer for every day trusts this guy. He trusts a wide receiver. He doesn't have that since we drafted him. He doesn't have a guy he can really trust. I don't even think he trusts Alshon. I think it's just Zach, really. I think I don't know if Dallas is there yet. I don't think he's fully in that trust house, but – Greg Ward is. Greg Ward somehow got in there. You have to look outside the box score what he put up numbers last year. You have to just look at this, the context on the field. When Carson is in trouble or Carson, it's third down and he needs to make something happen, he's looking Greg Ward's way, and that's important to me. So I'm very happy he made the team. I think that you can't replace that type of role. You can't replace that type of trust. Clorox knows you want your clothes smelling fresh and clean, but so what happens. That's why we created Clorox Fabric Sanitizers to freshen up your clothes between washes, pre-treat extra stinky laundry, and make sure every last odor comes out in the wash. Clorox Fabric Sanitizers take care of all that and eliminate 99% of odor-causing bacteria. Plus, they're bleach-free and safe for all colors and fabrics. When it counts, trust Clorox. Discover the new 3-Step Pro Partial range specifically designed to clean your partials and remaining teeth in three simple steps. Clean your partial, strengthen your natural teeth, protect your whole mouth. Stand up to further tooth loss with Polident Pro Partial, available at Walmart. Now, 
and and we don't have very many people who Carson trusts. So I'm I'm glad that we have him. We have Ertz. We have Deshaun. I'm I'm just glad we have more players that Carson can trust with the ball. There's two things I wanted to ask you yeah. too. Uh, and it was about the wide receivers. So yeah. since we're talking about receivers, it's perfect time to ask. I have never asked you this question. And I've never seen you say anything about this. So I really want to know now, what do you think about J.J. Arcega Whiteside? You know, I, I've, I would love to see him play after all the hype that he got after training camp. But the the fact that Carson – uh, targeted him zero times. That I I think I think we could have scored more points if you would have. If he's that good, that people were hyping him up that much. I think Carson should have targeted him, and I think we could have gotten more points. So you you still believe in him? You still think he can become a player for the Eagles? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, so mark that down, everybody that's listening right now. Giovanni is in on J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. So what did you think about – because we need to talk about this, because I know you love the big plays when Carson throws it deep. What did you think about that Jalen Rager catch? That was his welcome to the NFL moment. It really was. And it was such a special moment, and and I think I think – it was a special moment for him too, but as Eagles fans, it was so awesome to see him catch that that big bomb. Mm-hmm. Because we don't really get that that often. No, we're not. We're not that. I mean, we don't get that lucky that often with downfield plays for the Eagles. We usually get that for like a game. So, yes, it was really awesome. Do you think? What do you after you saw that? After you saw the speed that he had. I know the Eagles didn't really include him that much as probably what we would like, but what do you think of Jalen Rager right now? Do you think this is good? This guy is it? He's a future star. I'm on the Jalen Rager train. I'm- yeah, buddy. Oh, I'm so excited to see him play. I hope that he gets targeted more next week because I think he can make some big plays for our offense. So. I know that you always make these bold takes about because you, I mean, if they have birds on the, if they have feathers on their helmet, you're you're sharing for them as hard as you can. Yeah. I think I'm gonna make my bold Giovanni type take right here. All right, yeah. You ready? Yep. Jalen Rager will be a superstar. Mark it down. I think I fully agree. I think he can be the type of playmaker that Odo Beckham. I mean, I know he's not like that right now, but that Odo Beckham was when he was like that. I think Joe and Rager can be that type of player. Yeah. I'm glad you agree with me. Yeah, I agree with you fully because I, after seeing him play, I was like, yep, he's going to be a rock star. Yep. <laughs> did you see who, did you happen to see who the corner was that he, he caught that on? No, I didn't. It was Ronald Darby. Oh. Yeah. Ooh. That's right. They went deep on Ronald Darby right away with Jalen Rager. It was beautiful. So, what else do you, what else do you have for me, man? What do you got to be about this Rams game? Please put some faith into me. Please inspire me a little bit. You know, I 
don't know. I after see after seeing them play a team that they usually dominate, it's it's hard to tell if they're going to be able to beat a team like LA because they have some really good players on their team and it's it's kind of scary cuz we really don't know where our season's going to go now that we lost against Washington and it's it was such a devastating loss they don't need to have a name what that football team doesn't even have a name. We lost to a football team that doesn't even have a name. <laughs> I mean, like you said, Lane being back is going to be huge. Uh, Aaron Donald scares me. It's keeping me up at night. I'm not going to lie. Uh, <laughs> you're right, though. You hit it on the head. The The Rams do have some talent. They do have some talent over there. But for me, and I've, I've said it on the pod, that defensive line has to wake up. Yeah. This is the game that they have to feast in because the Rams' offensive line is not that good. And once you start pressuring Jared Goff, he looks like Jared Goof. <laughs> so, yeah. I I need to see the Eagles' defensive line do that. And if they don't do that, oh, man, I'm, they're in for a rough day. Yeah, I, I think they need to put a lot of pressure on the L.A. Uh, O-line and – they need to have pressure golf. And then hopefully hopefully our our D line will see they'll be like, Oh, Washington got eight sacks on once, we'll get nine on golf. Hey, that's I mean, I'm hoping so, man. We need that. Yeah. If we if they do that, we're def- then the Eagles win. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. They definitely win. They put us nine sacks. But Doug Peterson usually beats Sean McVay. He's never lost to Sean McVay. Mm-hmm. So, hopefully he continues that trend. I just was like, who is my head coach right now yeah. on Sunday? I was like, where is Doug Peterson? They left him back in Philadelphia. Somebody go find him. Yeah. I, I could not believe they looked at it. I know you and I talked about it already, so I want to keep going into it. But I, they just did not look like – I thought I was watching a different team. Yeah. And, and I, just didn't... I like the way you worded it, that they they weren't playing Eagles football. They really weren't. They were trying to be another team, and it didn't work out. So hopefully now they go back to the Eagles football. I hope that was a way. I, I mean, I know it's only one game in, and everybody's overreacting, and I know a lot of people have been – just annoying and weird online, but hopefully they come out on um, Sunday and just beat the Rams and just show us like, Hey, you know, sorry for week one. Uh, We're a little rusty because I, I I, I don't know, man, I'm worried. I am a little bit worried because if they lose and they, they start off 0 and 2, that's not, that pretty. No, it's really not. So, what are you? Do, let's hear your predictions for this week. Let's, let's roll right into those Giovanni's predictions. You know, I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be a fourteen thirteen game. Eagles win. Wow, I like that. 
I actually that, I like that prediction a lot. That's a good prediction. I think that's I think it's fair because Aaron Donald's going to be Aaron Donald. We already mm-hmm. yeah. we know that's going to happen, but the defense is both are pretty pretty good. I mean, I could I could see that happening where the it's minimal scoring. I would just I mean, if it is that score, then we're all going to be looking at Doug being like, "What's going on over there?" <laughs> what are you doing? Like we have all these playmakers now. You have Ertz, you have Goddard, you have Sanders, you got Jackson, Rager, Hightower. What are you doing, bud? <laughs> like, what's going on? Like fourteen's yeah. I mean, but again, I'll take a win. I don't yeah. care. A win's a win. And a win is a win. I need a win right now. Yeah. Um We need some hope. Who who scores those two touchdowns then? Uh you know, it all depends. It all depends if Howie tries to keep Ertz out of the game. It all depends. Um, hopefully, hopefully, both of those touchdowns are for Ertz. Ooh, two touchdowns for Ertz. That means he will already have three on the season. Then that'd be crazy. I I have a prediction. Who those two touchdowns were going to be? I'll say. Because I think I agree with you. I think if the Eagles win, it's sixteen to ten at, at the best. I don't think it's going to be crazy scoring either. But my prediction for those two touchdowns, we'll just go off your prediction. This is your show. Miles Sanders, Deshaun Jackson. Because Miles Sanders is going to play, baby. Yeah. They're putting him out there. They're going to be like Miles. Right, we're, we're at home. We can't start off zero and two. That's not going to happen. Nope. We need you out there. The Rams can't defend the run that well. Go, buddy. <laughs> yep, just run. Yep, just run. So I think Miles will score one. And then I think Deshaun will have the – you trying to bench me, bro? Yeah. You trying to bench me? <laughs> yeah. That touchdown, we're like, I'm always here. My speed is here. Do not take me off the field type of touchdown. Yeah. I think that's what's going to happen. I think that's my two touchdown predictions. Do you think Dallas has – a big game again? Because Goddard was looking good, though. We got to give Goddard his credit. He looks really good. Yeah, I'll give credit where credit's due. Uh, Dallas did pretty good. Um, I think I think he scored. He scored the t- the second touchdown, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Yep. He bulldozed his way into the end zone on yeah. that. T- Carson played a dot on it. That that pass was amazing. Mm-hmm. But here's my thing, and because everybody thinks I, I'm kind of like against Dallas Goddard because I've always praised Zach Ertz, and again we we're gonna have to turn the Eagles brawl into the Zach Ertz brawl. Yeah, <laughs> that's all we talk about is Zach Ertz. But I will say, I think he, I I stick with the twelve personnel. I stick with what they know. I think you have Zach Ertz, who is one of the best route runners in the league. Period. Period. Not for tight ends, just period. Yeah. And then you have Dallas Goddard, who is kind of – he plays just like George Kittle does. Mm-hmm. I will admit, he does play just like George Kittle. I don't think he's as good as George Kittle, but he plays similar to him where you just give him the ball. It doesn't matter if it's a five-yard pass, 10-yard pass, 15-yard pass. He's going to get yards after the catch. Yeah. He can break tackles and still bulldoze his way downfield. That's what George Kittle does. So. We all love Dallas Goddard. I just use those two guys to my advantage to stick with the 12 personnel and let Deshaun and Rager on the outside with all their speed help the 12 personnel. That's what I do. Stick with what you know. 
stick with what you know, but stick with what you you acquired in talent and add to it. Don't don't try to be the Chiefs. Yeah, see the, you're not the Chiefs. The twelve personnel that is Eagles football. Exactly. Yes. I want to see more of that this week. I don't want to see phasing Zach Ertz out of the game plan for Dallas Goddard, Joe, not even Joe and Rager. Don't phase out Deshaun. Don't phase out Zach. Just play like you always play. Don't try to be another team. You're playing Jalen Ramsey this week. You're playing John Johnson, who's a good safety. Mm-hmm. You're playing Taylor Rupp, who's a good safety. It's they're not playing a scrub defense. They're playing a defense that I, I believe Dolphins can beat, though. I do believe they can. But you can't afford to game plan without your two top guys this week. You can't do that again. You can't do what you did last week and hope it works this time around with the offensive line improving. Because I don't think that – I think we can kill the O-line all we want. We can kill them for how they played against Washington. But – Carson Wentz and Doug Peterson did not look like Carson Wentz and Doug Peterson in that game either, so they need to shoulder as much blame as possible as well. Yeah. Um, that one play against Carson where the guy was running right in front of him, I was really concerned. I was like, why did you not just throw it out of bounds? Just get rid of it. Mm-hmm. That's Superman. That's Superman mentality where he's like, I can make anything happen. It just doesn't. It leads to fumbles. It, 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 yes, because like I said it on the Quick Hits episode, we love him when he makes these Superman's hap- these plays happen. Then we boom him when they don't work because they lead to fumbles, they lead to sacks, and then they lead to just the drive killers. Or so, it's to him just throwing down the field when he has pressure and throwing uh, absolutely nothing and then getting picked off. This is where – exactly. This is where I want the head coach to come in and find the balance in between that and rein in his quarterback. Yes, Carson's talented. We're not – I mean, G, I mean, G, I mean, guys, look at Giovanni's profile picture on Twitter. He's not criticizing Carson. He's not – he loves Carson Wentz more than anyone. <laughs> we're just being honest. We're, we're going off of what we saw. We, we know how good Carson can be. We know how good Doug can be. But – you need to rein in your quarterback. I thought the best thing about what happened when they put Dick Foles in when they won the Super Bowl was that Doug Peterson really guided Nick Foles to his strength. He played to his quarterback's abilities, but he reined him in. He always reined him in. Like that was that was him saying, like, this is how we're gonna make this work with you. We're gonna go back to the RPOs. I'm gonna make everything simplify down for you. Now you need to do that for Carson. I know Carson's capable more of what the Nick was. But you need to do the same with Carson as well because you're that caliber of coach. And, and people can say, oh, well, yeah, we didn't have preseason. We didn't have preseason. But that does not excuse the bad calls on Doug. It does not. You're a veteran coach. You have a Lombardi trophy. You're the only coach in this division, especially against Ron Rivera, who's been the longest tenure head coach of their team. If he doesn't bounce back this week, I'm look. I and I know you feel the same way. We're not by no means you fire Doug Peterson. We need Doug Peterson as a coach. I, whatever happens this season does not maybe determine his future. But I need to see Doug Peterson go back to being Doug Peterson, yeah. or I'm going to be extremely concerned next week if it's looking like what it did this week, play calling wise. 
another thing I'm going to ask you is, do you think, because I just want to know what you think about this personally, because I have my opinion, everybody else has theirs on Twitter and Facebook and all that other great stuff. Do you think Howie Roseman should be on the hot seat? Honestly, yes. Because Ooh, okay. if if he if he is being so unprofessional, I I think I think he just he's just gotta go. I yeah yeah I mean, here's my thing. Here's what I'm gonna say, and I want to see what if you agree with because I think this would be disappointing if. Jalen Rager is the only rookie that gives you an impact of that rookie class. Mm-hmm. Would you be upset? Yes. I would be too. If he's the only rookie out of all the rookies that they drafted that gives them an impact. Because I think – I look, you like Jalen Hurts a lot. I like Jalen Hurts a lot. But the way with this team was constructed, I don't think they could have afforded the luxury of taking a backup quarterback in the second round when you have – so much more needs all around that you need to fill. Like you needed an influx of talent at wide receiver. You needed an influx of talent at cornerback. You needed an influx of talent at defensive end. Now look, Vinny Curry's out for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brandon Graham's in concussion protocol. Your defensive ends right now are Josh Sweat, Gernard Avery and Casey Tuhul and probably Joe Osman. That's not really fun. I'm not excited about that. That really, I almost fell asleep saying all those names. Like, <laughs> so that makes me worried a little bit. When there was a guy like an AJ Espinenza, or uh, that's just just naming names out here, man. It doesn't really matter who, but there was guys on the board that really could have contributed a little bit more than what Jalen Hurts is going to. And not only that, in the third round, Davion Taylor is probably not going to play that much this year. So I look at this draft. I look at the 2019 draft, which all we know about right now is Miles Sanders. We don't know about Andre Dillard anymore because he's out for the season. And J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, again, has not showed us anything I don't know about him still. And then 2017 draft, Barnett doesn't look that good. Sidney Jones is gone. Russell Douglas is gone. Donald Pumphrey, who they drafted in the fourth round, was gone right away. These drafts aren't helping this team. This team is aging. They're facing a point where the cap is going to be a huge problem next year because they didn't predict coronavirus. So I'm not going to kill Harry Rosen for the cap. It was manageable before coronavirus to get out of it. Now it's just crazy. They're probably not going to sign any free agents or any big free agents. But these drafts, you're supposed to draft to help these problems. You're supposed to have these influx of young guys come in so you can replace the older guys that are costing too much money where you have to make the hard decisions to move off of. It's not happening. So that's where my problem is with Howie is if we go through another season where you're just getting contributions from one rookie in a team that always has injuries, needs to all their death. I don't care if you're a backup quarterback, if you're a backup punter, there's a chance you might be playing for the Eagles because of the injuries that this team gets cursed with. Yes. You will rely on the draft to hit on the, or to at least get serviceable guys to come in and ease those losses. And they never have that. So I look at these past drafts and then I look at the potential of this one only 
potentially giving them one because I know everybody loves Kayvon Wallace. I do too, but I don't know. I didn't even see him play that much in, against Washington, anyways. I'm not going to kill a rookie safety either. I, I I just think it's a harder position to transition to as a rookie. But if there's another draft where it's just one guy that comes in and contributes as much as he can, because I'm not going to kill Rager either. This is the weirdest rookie season of all time. Then I don't know how he like. You might be the problem here. Yeah. So then, yeah, I think that's where I'm like looking at. I mean, again, I love Howie Roseman. I I think he does make some brilliant free agent moves. I think he's good in free agency. I think he's good at managing the cap. I think he could get the Eagles out of this cap situation because it's not as bad as everybody makes it out to be. It's one year of mm-hmm. not looking too pretty. After that, they're fine. But if you don't have another draft that helps you out, and, I mean, you haven't really done that much in free agency lately, uh, I'm, I'm a little worried, man. So I'm glad that we're going to probably finish up this episode talking about if you would put Howie Roseman on the hot seat. And you're saying yes. Yeah, I, I think that they, they need to they, – they need Jeffrey Lurie. Um, he, if, if I were him, I would be stomping into, um, Howie's office and being like, fix this right now. And, you know, I, I honestly don't know if Howie can fix it or if we just need to get rid of him. It might come down to it because there's no more scapegoats. Joe Douglas is gone. Andrew Barry is gone. All these guys that were on Howie's side, they're all gone. So it's really this whole offseason was on Howie. And, I mean, they start off 0-2 and uh, it's uh, – I don't know, man. I'm I'm a little worried. But your prediction is the Eagles win 14-13. So I hope it comes true. Hopefully they win. But – Let's let's finish up the episode, my man. Do you have anything else you want to finish with? This is I go ahead. The floor is yours. If if the if Howie puts Zacherts back in and we start winning, my opinion about him on the hot seat might change. He needs to put Zacherts in and stop being petty. Because as you said earlier in the episode, um. Their confrontation wasn't that bad. Um, I don't see why Howie was being so petty about it. I don't either. But Giovanni, Philly Sports with Giovanni, episode one. I'm truly honored that you had me on. Uh, do you want to tell the audience who you have on next week? What, what should we expect from next week's episode? Next week I have the Babes on Broads. So uh, you should tune in. I'll be uh, I'll be recording after the game, and yeah, I'm I'm excited for these podcasts. It's been a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun, man. And again, you can find Philly Sports with Giovanni on Eagles Brawl of the Brawl Network. You just subscribe to our 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 little podcast, and all his episodes will be right be on that feed. We're on iHeartRadio. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google, wherever you get podcast we were on there giovanni thank you for having me on for episode one again like eric like he just said babes on broad sam wilson and jessica town are joining him for his next episode 
your podcast is gonna be awesome. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be awesome. Thank you for having me on, my man. Go birds. Go birds. At Freedom Mortgage, freedom means helping veterans achieve their home financing goals. Whatever freedom means to you, Freedom Mortgage has custom loan options to meet your needs, making home financing a custom fit. That's freedom. Visit freedommortgage.com forward slash VA to learn more. Freedom Mortgage Corporation, MLS number 2767, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org, 951 Yamato Road, Boca Raton, Florida, 33431, 800-220-3333. Licensed in all 50 states. For complete licensing information, visit www.freedommortgage.com forward slash state dash licensing. Equal housing opportunity. At Freedom Mortgage, freedom means helping veterans achieve their home financing goals. Whatever freedom means to you, Freedom Mortgage has custom loan options to meet your needs, making home financing a custom fit. That's freedom. Visit freedommortgage.com forward slash VA to learn more. Freedom Mortgage Corporation, MLS number 2767, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org, 951 Yamato Road, Boca Raton, Florida, 33431, 800-220-3333. Licensed in all 50 states. For complete licensing information, visit www.freedommortgage.com forward slash state dash licensing. Equal housing opportunity. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.